The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Happy holidays to everyone and welcome to the show. I hope you all had a wonderful holiday and a Merry Christmas. And here we are now, only two days before New Year's Day. What a great time of year to talk about giving and continuing to give. You know, sometimes we all have so much, but just one small Cutback, like a Starbucks, can make a difference in giving. There's always something you can give. And I have to tell you, Light of Life Rescue Mission has been one of my favorite organizations for a long time. I've taken my employees there, you know, to work in the kitchen. I mean, I just think everything about them is so great. That's why I'm so excited to have Kate Wadsworth who is the public relations and aftercare manager for Life of Light of Life Rescue Mission with us today. And welcome to the show, Kate. Thank you, Joyce. I'm so happy that you wanted to talk today. Oh, I'm thrilled to talk to you. And hey, to all of you wonderful listeners across the country, you probably noticed I'm recovering from a cold, but you also know how I am. So, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. So, with that, Kate, how about if we start by you talking about the history of the Light of Life Rescue Mission right here in Pittsburgh. I know there have been a lot of name changes since this organization was founded in the early 50s and changed your mission in reference to programs. But just think, here you've been all this time. So for our listeners across the country, I thought you could take a few minutes and just talk about the history of Light of Life. Sure. So Light of Life Rescue Mission was founded in 1952 by a couple who just really wanted to help out by providing meals for those that they saw didn't have enough to eat every day. So they started um, what we commonly think of as a soup kitchen, um, and it actually started with a different name. It was called the Harbor of Hope Rescue Mission. Um, but in 1957, the um, rescue mission changed hands, and we also changed names to Light of Life Rescue Mission. And as time went on, you know, we saw not only do people need food and the hope of Christ, but they also need to um, maybe have some programming or shelter. And so our programs have really increased um, since the early 50s. Um, In addition to serving meals every single day of the year, we now have additional programming that we provide for the homeless and those that need need help. And... um... I think it's important 
to know that when you are listening to Kate talking about the homeless, don't have in your mind conjured up this one view. Because I was recently with a friend of mine who has an organization helping young people who are homeless, and there are over 200. So, you know, keep in mind, these are families, these are people in despair for many reasons, but it's so wonderful. And you mentioned this is a Christian organization, is that right? That's correct, yep. We um we have a Christian way that we, we view homelessness and helping the homeless, but um, our programs are really open to anybody regardless of faith or, you know, anything. Anyone can come into our program. Well, Jesus certainly reached out to the homeless. So mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a wonderful thing that you're doing. Okay, let's talk about some of those programs. You just mentioned a moment ago it is now more than just uh, in the past, the soup kitchen or, uh, you know, what people imagine, people coming in throughout the day for food. It's more than that. So do you want to tell us about some of the programs? Yes. So, um, again, we do serve meals. We serve breakfast and dinner every day. But we also have um, a men's residential program and a women and children's program. And both of those programs are 12 to 18 months long. Um, So someone who's homeless that wants to make a difference and, and really have a change in their life so that they can leave the program being able to live on their own, um, they can come into these programs. And um, the men's program is actually located on North Avenue here in Pittsburgh, and the men stay there in that facility. Whereas the women and children's program, because the focus is so much on family strengthening, um, once they're accepted into our program, they find um, houses housing around the city, and we help pay for that housing but they do come to our facilities for programming um, for 20 hours a week. Uh, And both of the programming for the men's program and for the women's program are very similar. Um, We believe that people need a safe place to kind of figure out what brought them to this place of homelessness. And so the first part of the program is mostly looking at, um, you know, what is it? Was it an addiction or was it something that happened that you need to heal from or grief or, you know, what caused you to make these decisions or what co- what circumstances caused um, the homelessness so that we can ha- help provide a space for them to start healing. And once people start healing from some of those past hurts, uh, then it makes it easier when it's time to start thinking about working or going back to school because um, there's really been a transformation that has happened in their hearts. And, again, we attribute that to um, the healing of, of Jesus Christ, too. But um, that's the main part of our, our men's program and women and children's program is allowing a space to heal and then helping to equip them with education and employment so that they can um, then go on to be on their own. Kate, that is awesome. But just to to ask a few more questions about that. So if someone comes there, they're homeless, what makes you decide to put them in this program and find that temporary housing? Oh, that's a great question. Really, it's their choice. So we also have emergency shelter. So for men who are homeless, that they just might not want a program, or maybe they're just um, homeless 
um, for a short period of time, we have different types of emergency shelter. We have a daily sign-up emergency shelter that they can sign up on a daily basis, and they'll receive two meals, a shower, a chapel service, uh, you know, a warm bed at night. And then we have a, a high-commitment shelter, which is more of like a work program. So those are for men who they don't need the year-long program, but they really just want to find a job and find um, housing. And this is a place where they can receive case management and an address to put on their resumes while they're looking for that. Um, so we, we really, it's up to the, the person. We let them know all the different options that are available through Light of Life, and then they can choose what they're ready for and what they're interested in. And, and what type of training or education would that be? Do you mean people come in and teach them different trades, or what do you mean? Yeah, so we do the life skills, which is just um, how to be a good employee, you know, punctuality, how to conflict, resolve conflicts, those sorts of things at the mission. But then um, about 9 to 12 months into the program, they start to think about what, what's next. So sometimes people do go back to school or sometimes they do go out into one of the city's great uh, career training programs, and then we help them get connected to um, – and help pay for that or, you know, whatever they need to get support in the training outside of Light of Life so that they can then find a career that they're happy with. So we had a gentleman who was um, an electrician when he came to Light of Life. He was addicted and very hopeless when he came. And when once he started that recovery process and it came time to think about what was next, he remembered his love for animals. So we helped him get his vet tech degree he graduated with that. He graduated from our program, and today he's still working with animals. And so it's really about trying to help people see who they are, what their interests and strengths are, and let them know that they still they have options. They don't have to go back into what they once did unless they want to. And then if they, that's the case, that's fine. But we can help them uh, get plugged in where it would be best for them. All right. Now, how about women listening to your show right now that are uh, victims of domestic violence? Do you mm-hmm. refer them to another shelter? What do you do there? So for the women and children's program in particular, um, most of the women have experienced some sort of abuse, whether it's physical, emotional, you know, lots of different sexual abuse. Um, so what we do, because it's a little more intense with them finding their apartment off-site, um, and they have to go through another program first and make sure that they are getting the support that they need to recover from, you know, addiction or, you know, domestic abuse history, whatever it is, um, they usually go through a a different program first. And then once they're leaving that program, they come into us from another program. It's almost always through a referral like that for the women. Yeah, I just wondered. I know there are facilities in Pittsburgh specifically for that, so that's why I was just wondering. Yeah, you... yeah, and it's just, and for all of the programs, we do an interview process, and we have a, a you know, a, kind of like a trial period for both the men and for the women, just to make sure this is the right fit. Because there are so many great organizations in Pittsburgh that all kind of have a different specialty or niche, and so um, because we've been around for so long, and um, we just have a really good relationship with a lot of these other organizations, and so sometimes we are not the best fit, and but wouldn't that the case, we can always refer them out to another organization, and same goes for other organizations referring people to us. And last question before we go to break, what about the children? 
what, what happens with them? Do they have homeschooling or school at the shelter? What do you do there? Nope, the children who are enrolled in school continue in the school they're enrolled in. Sometimes the women, they're in a place that, you know, is very early in their recovery and they might have lost custody of their children, and so they're just working on stability so that they can get custody back. So the children stay in the school that they are already enrolled in. Oftentimes the moms try to move to an apartment that's near their children's school so that when the time comes for them to regain custody, it won't be too much change for the child. And so we do have a lot of parenting um, skills class and, and, and family development programs here at Light of Life. Yeah, I wondered more, you know, I, they would then go back. If it is a situation where the mother does have custody, they mm-hmm. would go to school and then they would go back to the, the uh, center, the, the facility. Oh, 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 so for the women in our program, they actually live off-site into an apartment that they have selected and we help pay for that apartment. So oh. that's where they go back to at night. And then they, they come as families or during the summer all day, the kids will come to our facilities while their moms are in the different classes that they're learning here at Light of Life. What a great program. <laughs> if you are listening to the show right now, I know you're thinking, what can you do to make that year-end contribution? And obviously, you still have time. You know, we're so blessed. We're so blessed just that we have a place to live. I hope you will take time to make that contribution while we go to break, to Light of Life Rescue Mission, what is the website? It's just lightoflife.org. So that's L-I-G-H-T-O-F-L-I-F-E dot O-R-G. All right. Go ahead. We're going to break. You have time. Make that contribution. Every dollar helps. Every dollar. This is Joyce Bender. America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back with Kate Wadsworth. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high-test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. 
One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than three million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back, everyone, and happy holidays. Getting ready for the new year 2016. And what a great time it is to make that last year in contribution to a great charity. And that is why we have Kate Wadsworth from Light of Life Rescue Mission as our guest today because this is very important to all of us. It has been a favorite charity of mine for as long as I can remember. And, you know, I mentioned before that there are so many homeless people. And, for example, I'm headquartered in Pittsburgh, so in Allegheny County, or in the city of Pittsburgh. So, Kate, just to give everyone an idea, how many homeless people do you serve meals to every day? Well, we provide around 350 meals a day, um, but the number of people really varies. Um, so in our program, so we have 38 beds for the men's program, and we have 38 or 30 spaces for women and then all of their children, which right now I believe we have about 52 children in our program. Um, plus we have, you know, just the people in the community coming to eat and the people in our emergency shelter. So um, well over 100 people we're serving every single day, but the number of meals is even more than that because um, we also do, you know, some outreaches throughout the year and things like that. How about at Thanksgiving? Oh, Thanksgiving is such a wonderful event here at Light of Life. Um, We call it our More Than a Meal Uh, Thanksgiving banquet because, you know, everyone deserves to have a Thanksgiving meal with other people. When we think about Thanksgiving, we think about family and togetherness. And so that's what we really try to create at Light of Life. And I can tell you that when you walk in on Thanksgiving Day, it's not sad. (laughs) It's not a sad day at all. It's a day that you can just feel the uh, togetherness of all these people um, having a meal together. And so One of my favorite things about Thanksgiving Day is not only are our serving hours longer, so we serve for a total of five hours that Thanksgiving dinner um, at the mission, we also have volunteers come in, they pack up the hot meals on Thanksgiving Day, and then they go out and they actually deliver them to local high-rise buildings. So we have about 15 high-rises that um, we work with, and the volunteers go, they serve the food to the residents that would otherwise might be alone on Thanksgiving Day, and then the volunteers from Light of Life stay and visit with those residents. And it is just a wonderful experience for everyone. So between what um, we serve at the mission on Thanksgiving Day and what we give away at the at the high-rise buildings, uh, we serve over a thousand meals just in that day alone. Wow! Now let me. It's ask a great you. day. Oh, that, so they have a place to sit, obviously, when they're having mm-hmm. this meal. 
Yes, and so um, our facility, I forgot to mention in the history, we've always been on the north side of Pittsburgh, and um, our mission building, which is on North Avenue, we've been in since 1979. So you can imagine that <laughs> things have changed. You know, our uh, we use every square inch of the space in that building, and so at this time, we actually have two dining facilities. So we have a front dining hall and then a back dining hall, and so those are what we use for breakfast and dinner, and then for our Thanksgiving holiday. How long do you serve Thanksgiving meal? You said um, how five long? hours. I mean, yeah. From so it's from one p.m. until six p.m. Another wow. thing about Thanksgiving is that we gave away um, hundreds of coats, gloves, hats, scarves, all the things people would need to stay warm in the winter. We had a tent outside all day long, also, and it was a great way to not only provide food, um, provide a, a sense of togetherness and family and start the relationship with people, but also to provide those really essential warm items of clothing that some people might not otherwise be able to have. I love that part about going to the high-rise also. Oh, isn't that, that amazing? Oh, that is so awesome. <laughs> that is, and by the way, for all of you die-hard Pittsburgh Steeler fans, you may be surprised to know that Tunch Ilkin is very involved in this program. Am I right, Kate? You're right. Not only Tunch, but uh, Craig Wolfley as well. They um, both together come down to serve on our holidays, and they come down and just visit with the guys at other times. Um, and they, they've been around Light of Life since 1987. Wow. Yeah, they're they're good friends to us. <laughs> That's for sure. Oh, that is wonderful. That is really wonderful. Yeah, mm-hmm. I heard Tunch speak once about this years ago, so I know I know that this is important to him. You know, you were saying it's uh, faith based, although mm-hmm. people are not required, of course, to have the Christian faith. You accept everyone. Do you offer chapel services there? We do. It's really important to us to um, meet the immediate needs of people through food and shelter, but that doing that as an entryway to sharing the gospel of Jesus. And so uh, twice a day, morning and night, we have volunteers come in and lead chapel service for men and women in the, you know, who come for the meals. And then we also um, have chapel services during the days for men in our program and the women also in our program hear, you know, the gospel through Bible studies and things like that on a very regular basis. Oh, well, yeah, that's what I wondered. I wondered if you had some type of outreach, so I guess that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what we do there in the mission, but um, as I mentioned before, outreach and getting outside of our own walls is very important to us as well. Um, And so we have days like the Day of Hope picnic, which is every July, where um, we invite service providers from all over Pittsburgh to come, and we have um, bands and music that sings Christian music all day long, and we provide food. And um, I think last year we had 42 service providers. And then we just invite anyone in the community who wants to come out for food and for music, and then they get the opportunity to learn about the different 
community organizations such as like Mission Vision or um, other organizations that might be able to meet a need that they have. And the whole point of that day is not only to connect them to these agencies and to feed them through our, you know, hamburger and hot dog grilling station all day, but it's also to share the hope of Christ to the community through the music and through people sharing their stories. And so that's a really big event that we do every July right across the street from the mission. And we served about 1,000 people last year during that day. Wow. When is that? What day is that? It's typically the third Thursday in July, I believe. So I can let you know, you know, when it comes up for sure for 2016 when we nailed on the date, but that's been the trend. Wow, that is really a great thing. I think that's awesome. Yes, (laughs) you let me know so I can mention that on my show. Okay, great, yes. So, Kate, sometimes I have to tell you this happens to me frequently. I'll be talking to someone, and it's as if homelessness is like something they don't see, so, like, they don't know it's there. Like, when they think of homeless, they think of the man on the bridge with the little can trying to, you know, collect money. But they don't realize how big it is or how big of a problem it is. And they certainly don't understand it's women and children. Mm -hmm. I've told people that, and they'll tell me, what? That can't be right. And Mm -hmm. I'll say, oh, yes, Homeless Children's Education Fund. Just talk to Dr. Joe Lagana, and you'll know what I'm talking about. But why do you think so many people, you know, forget about that, forget about people that are homeless? Well, I think I feel, I don't know, this question is hard for me because on one hand, I do think um, that, you know, homelessness isn't, like you said, just the person, you know, under the bridge asking for money or something like that. Homelessness is not having a home. So people who are couch surfing from house to house because they don't have a place to live or they're living in their car, oftentimes, you know, the, you know we don't see women and children. And so it's easy to not think about them not, not having a home. But... Um, yeah, homelessness has so many different faces, and people are homeless for so many different reasons, and they all come from different backgrounds. And so maybe if, if someone's not around homelessness or seeing it or around people who are um, experiencing it, it might be sometimes, you know, it's not something that would be thought about. Um, but I also think, you know, sometimes people, if they do see a homeless person that they can recognize or um, can attribute to being homeless, because they're holding a sign or something, sometimes there's some fear there maybe or um, maybe just not not recognizing that there's a lot of things that contribute to that. Um, and so I always think that, you know, education around that and um, around homelessness and uh, forming relationships with agencies or, you know, finding safe ways to form relationships with people who are homeless can help. But um, I have to say also, at Light of Life, we have such great uh, donors and volunteers who really put a lot of time and money into making places like Light of Life work, and they really do care about homelessness. And um, so that's how they're impacting it and making a difference is by partnering with places like Light of Life. So um, I think sometimes it's if you don't know what to do, contacting um, an agency that works with the homeless is a great way to start learning more about, um, you know, what homelessness is and, and who the homeless are and how you can help make a difference. I'll never forget, I saw this special on CNN, and it was about uh, prisons and people mm-hmm. incarcerated. So mm-hmm. anyway, the man that wrote the story said, you know, you have no idea how many days 
my daughter and I walked down the, uh, you know, the other side of the street, but you can clearly see this prison and never noticed it. Mm. You know, just like it's not there. Like it's Mm. not part of my world. And I guarantee you there are people that walk past your rescue mission and sometimes feel that same feeling. But I want to stress something that Kate said. Homelessness does not mean only a person living under a bridge. Homelessness means you don't have a home. So, you know, your parents one night could have you in some budget hotel room or going from one friend to the next or one place to the next. That's being homeless. And that's why I think people don't realize how big an issue and how we should all help so much. Mm -hmm. So please make sure you get that in your mind. And we're going to talk more to Kate when we come back. You've been listening to Kate Wadsworth, the public relations and aftercare manager from Light of Life Rescue Mission in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high-test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back everyone. Happy holidays. We're talking to Kate Wadsworth, the public relations and aftercare manager from Light of Life Rescue Mission right here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And, you know, earlier, uh, Kate, 
you were alluding to helping people with employment. Is this one of your, uh, I should say, goals at Light of Life Mission? Is this something you strive for to see people move into employment and have an independent life? Yes, and um, so I think Punch says all the time that we don't just give people a handout, we give them a hand up. And part of that is helping people um, feel empowered and figure out, um, you know, we all have purpose in life. And so maybe sometimes people come to us hopeless and having sort of lost their purpose. So what we try to do is help them remember that they do have a purpose. And um, oftentimes then that helps us connect them to either a job or if they're past the age of working, we can help them connect to a volunteer opportunity because we all want to feel purposeful. And so um, we have different programs and different ways of addressing that. Uh, We have our work program, which we call our high commitment shelter, and that's solely focusing on um, just getting work and getting an apartment. So it's, um, you know, a couple, usually a couple months long and um, there's case management, and then people can find a job and save money to get into an apartment. But then our long-term programs for both the men and for the women with children, um, they're 9 to 18 months long. And so during that time, we can help people not only figure out maybe what they want to do or what would um, be a a sustainable job for them when they leave, but we can also help provide... um, money for the training programs and the schooling and the education that they might need to have a job through the different agencies here in Pittsburgh. Well, I mean, I think that is so awesome. What about for children? You know, like, we'll say a 17-year-old, what would you do with them? Well, um, I do believe um, the women and the men in our long-term programs do have to be 18 or older. So in that case, we would have to probably connect them with another organization in Pittsburgh that would specifically help them with that. But if it's a child who's, you know, 17 or younger um, that is whose mom is in our long-term program, so their mom is enrolled in our 12 to 18-month program, um, we, you know, we help with you know, anything that they would want help with, um, help them with their school, you know, work with their school counselor to talk about what's next. Um, we have a child care coordinator and a family program coordinator who together this summer invited different volunteers to come into the um, children's part of our program and talk about their jobs. So there was a police officer. There was an actor. <laughs> there were a variety of different types of um, jobs represented during these these nights of the speakers coming in. And that way the children were able to see what's out there, maybe something that they didn't know about. And then they could also learn how to, um, you know, what they need to do to get into those careers. You know, why is math important now if you want to be, you know, this later? And it connects those dots for them. So um, we really do focus on encouraging the children through our Women and Children's Program also. Oh, that is great. That is wonderful. And you mentioned housing already. You do help provide housing, uh, you mentioned, for women with an apartment. Or uh, for men, would that be at some facility, or where is that? Yeah, so the men in our long-term program, they stay at the Mission, which is um, on North Avenue near Allegheny General Hospital. um, They live there. Their rooms are there. They do the programming there. But when it's time... For them to leave the program by the time they graduate our program, we're working with them to figure out uh, 
their housing steps, what's next for them. One thing I didn't mention is we actually have um, an apartment building that we own also. There's 11 apartments available. It's here on the north side also. And it's available to men who graduate our program, but they're still working on a couple goals before they can go out on their own. So oftentimes the men have just started a job and they need a place to go to save money or they, um, you know, are finishing up schooling. Like right now off the top of my head, I can think of one of the men who's living there and he's just about finished with his social work degree at a local community college. And so um, shortly after he graduates, he'll start working, saving his money, and then he'll move on to his own, his own place. But for now, it's just a little bit of a more independent step um, toward his independent living. And, you know, I want to mention one other thing. Um, for those listening to the show, you all know I'm living with epilepsy and that at my company we focus on providing competitive employment to people with disabilities in IT, engineering, finance, and work all across the United States. Uh, we've worked with the White House. We work with Senate. Uh, you know, we're very involved. But I don't know if you all know this, but many people, a great percentage, are people with disabilities, whether it's a mental health issue. But here's something that you may not know. A great percentage of those people have epilepsy. And Mm -hmm. I know what it would be like to have epilepsy without medication. And that would be actually a life position. I mean... That is a position where you could lose your life, you know, hitting your head, whatever it would be. But I want to point out, just so you know, many people who are homeless are people with disabilities. So that is why I want the disability community to also embrace this and realize they are us, many of these people. I'm sure you've seen that. Am I right, Kate? You're right. I'm glad you brought that up because um, one of the first things we do when someone comes into our program, um, we have a person on staff. Um, She's actually a pharmacist by trade, and she works um, at Light of Life now. So she helps get the men and women connected to a doctor, a dentist, a mental health specialist, Um, all of these different ways that they might have not been able to take care of themselves when they weren't you know, when they were either out on the streets or were just really focusing on survival. But now that they're in our programs, they can start to address those issues. And the mental health component is a big piece that we work with other agencies on, um, as well as the addiction recovery. Right. I know that, uh, for example, uh, Vice President Gore's wife, a lot of times she was very involved with the homeless, and she would go out working with the homeless. And I'm going to tell you, it was amazing the things that she saw when it came to disability. Yeah, and and that's one of the things that, um, another thing that we really take into consideration when thinking through education and employment and what's next, making sure that the men and the women um, have all of the supports in place that they would need. Um, we work with an organization in, uh, in Pittsburgh called OVR, and they help people who have disabilities, you know, to get the tools that they need. And so oftentimes if we have someone going into a training program, 
and they have a, a need for a specific tool or a specific, you know, even to help pay for a program, they, they help us provide the money for, for the men and women in our programs to do those things and with the proper support. Another reason, disability community, why you need to get behind this. Um, once again, it's lightoflife.org. Is that correct? Yep, you got it. Lightoflife.org. And, uh, Kate, I wondered, could you give us an example of a success story? I would love to. And, and success for us, you know, will look different with each person because um, success could be reunifying with the family. Success could be landing a job. You know, so it does look different for every family. But one of my favorite stories about this is a gentleman named Terry who um, graduated our program 10 years ago. So he had an addiction. He was living, you know, he was homeless. He was living on the street at times. And um, his addiction got to the point where his, his family finally his family loved him so much, they kept taking him in, and finally they said, we love you so much, we have to say no right now, but I can take you to Light of Life Rescue Mission. And he had nowhere else to go, so he went to Light of Life. And he started the process of, um, you know, surrendering and, and healing, and he accepted Christ while he was there. He decided that um, he remembered how much he just loved helping people, so he decided he wanted to go to school to be an EMS, to work on an ambulance. So we helped pay for him to go to school to get his, you know, his training to, to be on the ambulance. Um, he started working at a local um, ambulance station, and he's still at that job 10 years later. But my favorite part of the story is about five years ago, he met his wife in church and married her. Then they um, tried to start a family, and they weren't able to start a family on their own, so they decided to start fostering. And they had a little boy that came into their home, and they just loved this little boy, and, and they were taking good care of him. But then, thankfully for the little boy's family, the family got into a healthy place, and so the little boy went back to the family. But for Terry and his wife, it was devastating because <laughs> they loved this little boy. So they're like, we're not going to do this anymore. But they got a phone call about a little girl who needed a home. They went and met her. They just fell in love with her, brought her home, and started fostering her. And I'm happy to report that just last month in November, uh, they officially adopted her, and now they have their own family that they're they're raising. And so the thing I love about that story is because um, of Terry's experience, that light of life, and the choices that he made from from that time there, not only was his life changed, but generations have been changed because this little child now has a family that you know, it might have been different for her. And so I just think that is so cool how um, that redemption can really change generations. Wow, what a great story that is. I know. That that is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, he called last month and he was thrilled. (laughs) I'm glad you finished that positive because I'm thinking, oh, no. I know, I know. You have to understand the heartache, though, of like, you know, them wanting to have the family and having to give that little baby up and then the joy, the complete joy that they feel now. Oh, well, good for them. And congratulations to him. I'm Mm -hmm. sure that, Kate, there is no price tag you can put on seeing someone leave there and become successful. Oh, 
it's, it's amazing. We have graduation twice a year where the people completing the program share their story, and those are some of the favorite nights because you get to really see what God's been doing. Yeah, that would be a, that would be a great night. Well, listen, we're going to get ready to go to break and come back to end the show. If you just t- tuned in, you may be saying, who is that woman talking? Well, that's me recovering from a cold, uh, but you know there is no way. I would miss this show. Love you, love this show, and love having Kate Wadsworth from Light of Life Mission on the show. Right now, we're going to go to break. Before we end the show, this is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grumberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back, everyone. Here we are, last show of 2015. So, so excited that we are going into our 13th year. I want to take a moment, though, and thank all of you, you great, great listeners. You have no idea how much it means to me, uh, how you've all rallied around this show. Thank you so much. And a special thanks to Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield and Covestro for being a sponsor of this show. We've had today Kate Wadsworth the Public Relations and Aftercare Manager for Light of Life Rescue Mission. And, you know, Kate, wow, you've told us so many great things and so many great things you've been involved in, Uh, but I have to ask you, with everything you've done so far in your life, what do you consider your greatest accomplishment? Wow, that is such a tough question. Um, 
I guess as far as the organization or for me personally? Both. Oh, okay. Um, I would say, gosh, for the organization, I think the greatest accomplishment is, um, you know, staying true to who we are as a Christian organization and continuing to grow to help those who are feeling hopeless and, and need the compassion and love. Um, I love, I mean, our outreach events have been growing, and um, even if it was just one life that was changed a year, that would be an incredible, incredible accomplishment. And so um, I think that just, you know, God's been with us for 52 years and, and still has great things ahead, I think, for Light of Life and for all the lives that will be changed here at the mission. Um, and for me personally, it definitely ties into Light of Life. I think that this is an organization that really encourages personal growth and uh, encourages us to um, take risks and, and do, you know, challenge ourselves to become better people. And so I've had the opportunity not only to share the stories of the mission through, um, through public relations and interviews like this, but I also have um, been able to get involved in programming. And I currently not only... Um, you know, do PR, but I, I teach classes and I have started to work in aftercare. So once someone graduates from the programs, my job is to stay connected and get them involved in the mission as well. Um, and then also to connect them with mentors in the community. And and so I, I think that I get to, to really do the best of everything because I get to experience those those amazing accomplishments and um, life transformations in a firsthand way, but then I also get to share it with the world, what God's doing here. Yeah. And as I said before, no price tag. No price no. tag. No, <laughs> true. Because I know when I find, we have found employment for people who are in poverty. And when we find employment for them and now they have good benefits and a good job, mm-hmm. uh, or they're the working poor. And whenever we find that job for them, oh, my goodness, the transformation. It's called dignity. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I think is so great, too, about Light of Life is that because it's a healing community, because our emphasis is on relationship and how God heals us through our relationships with other people, um, the people that graduate our programs aren't the same person that they were when they came in. And so oftentimes we'll talk to them a couple of years down the road and um, they're still referring to things that they learned in the program and how that um, has really influenced how they make decisions. And it's just a really, really great, um, it's just really rewarding to be able to see because as you know, like we're living life every day with, with people who are really hurting. And sometimes it's hard, it's sad, or it's heavy, um, and it's not always easy. But we know that God is still God and that He's still working, and, and so we have, um, you know, we have the endurance to go through that with them and then oftentimes get to see, you know, the growth that comes from that. Amen to that. <laughs> so um, before I ask you the last question, I do have another question. How can our listeners help you? Oh, that's a great question. There's so many ways to get involved. Um, our website is the, probably the best way to get an overview of the program. So you can go there and you can um, figure out um, what we do even just more in more detail. But there's also a Get Involved tab that you can click on. And there's our volunteer application that you can fill out there. Um, once you fill that out, our volunteer coordinator will be in touch about an orientation. And then you can actually get involved either serving meals or helping in different aspects of the programming. There's a 
large variety of ways to get involved volunteering. Additionally, um, you know, making a donation helps keep our doors open also, and there's a way to donate online. Um, and then we have a Facebook and Twitter page, and those are great ways to stay posted on our most current needs as well as to help spread the word with your friends about Light of Life and what we do. Um, and I guess another important way is to be praying for the ministry. If you're a believer and, and you don't have, you're not nearby and you just don't maybe have the means to give, prayer is always welcome. <laughs> and that helps in a significant way as well. And how powerful that is. Um, yes. <laughs> I, I, do, I do want to repeat, Kate. What is your website? It's www.lightoflife.org. So that's L-I-G-H-T-O-F-L-I-F-E dot O-R-G. And the Twitter, 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 uh, what's your Twitter? It's just name, um, Light of Life. <laughs> Light of Life. And I assume the Facebook is the same? Facebook is um, Light of Life Rescue Mission. Well, see, here's what you can do, everyone. You can share that. You can share that with others. Don't forget, make a contribution. Well, what message would you like to leave with our guests today? Well, there's two messages. One is just thank you uh, for listening and learning more about what we do. Um, And just to encourage you that even just learning more helps to give hope to the people that come to us and the donations and volunteering and praying also help. But I also want to leave a message for those of you who might be feeling hopeless or might be having a very difficult time right now, um, that there is hope and um, that there's never anything that's too far, anyone that's too far gone. And so, um, you know, keep holding on, reach out to others. And if you're in the Pittsburgh area and you're facing homelessness or a really difficult time, please get in touch with Light of Life because we would love to help you get connected and to help you find hope. Oh, you are a wonderful person. And, Kate, that is a wonderful message. Thank you again for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Joyce, and Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you also. So we end every show with a quote, and it just seemed this is so appropriate. Uh, It is actually from King Solomon, who said in the book of Proverbs 19.17, One who is gracious to a poor man lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his good deed. Don't forget that. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Hey, I only get to say this once a year. Ready? Talk to you next year. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 